2: Wes Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7. Keep the text coming on the FanDuel text line. 704-570-9610. It's been jumping. We got a text coming in on the 704 number saying, Wes, you get a bulldog, just call him chef because they're always in the damn kitchen Trust me,
0: we're on our third. That sounds like a pretty cool dog name. Chef, I don't know why it (laughs) just hits for me. We also got Scooter in Huntersville riding in Bruno, the Malley Missile, and then sent a picture in of the Malinois. Do you guys know Malinois like that? I do not. They are most likely. You would recognize them because they're like the most athletic dog ever. And with all due respect to the Greyhound, it's a lot of straight Just straight line speed you're talking about with very minimal turns, even though the Greyhounds are clearly the fastest. I used to have a Whippet. That thing was crazy, too. Probably the second fastest dog. But these Malinois are like the army and police dogs that can jump and do like parkour stuff. It's crazy. barcore, if you will. For the Malinois? Okay. I'm so stupid today. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. we take it, it. take it away. Bruno the Malley missile, though, I said that was a badass dog. Like, that is an excellent picture, and I feel like that thing could kill me if it wanted to with, like, just one pencil like the Army people
2: can. All right. Well, it's about that time. Let's go to the campus. Kona. Taking a trip back down to Chapel Hill once again, talking about last night's game. And we know that R.J. Davis was tremendous for the tar heels last night and just to give you a little bit more on that contest he made a career high seven three-pointers scored a career high 42 points 14 to 22 from the floor seven of 11 from three seven of nine from the free throw line i mean he was getting it done but he also had six rebounds four steals and found time found time to get an assist but the 42 points are the record for any game in the smith center it was unc's 562nd regular season or postseason game in the Smith Center. The previous record was held by Tyler Hansborough, who got it against Georgia Tech in 2006. It also equals the third most points by Tar Heel in in a regular season ACC game since Shaman Williams had 42 and a double overtime win at Georgia Tech on February 8th of 1998. He outscored the rest of the Tar Heels, talking about R.J. Davis last night, 42-33. to 33 and he outscored the rest of the team 21 to 16 in the first half and 21 to 17 in the second half but the question is i think rj davis heard us talking about his acc player of the year war being in peril did he lock it up last night for you walker man
0: i don't know how you give it to hunter salas unless he gives a 40 point performance against notre dame their next time out yeah. if he does that then i will be reluctant to say rj davis <laughs> locked it up but even then rj was still already in the lead Even if Hunter Salas was closing that gap. And you also have a great mix for R.J. Davis with these last three games before you get to the ACC tournament. You have two rivalry games, so you're already going to have a little bit more of a spotlight against NC State and against Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium, which is going to be a great environment between two top ten teams right now. So the fact that you have NC State and Duke, plus you have a little bit of a cupcake team with notre dame the way they played this year so you get a great mix rj davis having those three games left on the schedule and we already talked about it west hunter salas just doesn't have those types of matchups you have notre dame quite literally but i still think you need marquee matchups in order to get up there sure clemson is the one that's what you have still left on their schedule and if hunter goes for something crazy then great It's tough to compete with 42, though. Like, that's nuts. And if they would have lost, then maybe that's what you needed if you were Hunter Salas to still stay in range. But they got the dub in large part because of R.J. Davis. And, yeah, I think he locked it up.
2: Yeah, I think he put a big, big gap. We talked about yesterday the gap closing, but I think the gap has definitely opened back up after that performance last night. It was a masterful performance. The shots that he was hitting. Fitty, what say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know where I stood going into yesterday and after last night, it's – there's no – I mean, he could not score a point the rest of the season. He's still the ACC Player of the Year. Uh, I mentioned his performance. To me, it's the the second-best individual performance I've ever seen by a Tar Heel in my lifetime, um, and it's been a lot of fun to watch, and it's going gonna to go, go a long way to leaving a positive legacy for him when his time in Chapel Hill uh, – comes to an end
0: so real quickly with this ACC player of the year stuff they went heavy to the jerseys in the rafters yesterday I don't know if you guys noticed that just because they went to Roy Williams a lot him dancing for the cookies was incredible television Larry Brown also in the mix his jerseys hanging in the rafters R.J. Davis, it feels like it's appropriate for his jersey to be up there, right? Because he's going to get it if he wins ACC Player of the Year, and that's going to be one of the accomplishments. Does it feel like he belongs up there with all the legends, or do you think it's a little short of the mark?
2: Yeah, I mean, so now when you take a look at it from NASCO, when I'm watching him, he's having a really good year. He's having a great year, to be frank. And then when you look at the totality of his career, he's been a productive player but to say I put him up there with the all time greats of North Carolina, I guess I would have to. They would have to go on a really deep run. He would have to be tremendous in the tournament. And then they would have to either get to the Final Four and win a national championship or get there and really show well. Because right now, when I think of Carolina guards, there would probably be a decent amount of names I would go through before I would get to RJ Davis. But, Fidio, I think this is a great question for you. What do you say to Walker's. Uh, Question.
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to look at what he's done, what he's accomplished, and say he's not going to deserve to have his jersey in the Raptors. He's played in the Final Four. He passed Michael Jordan in scoring. Played, you know, he played in a National Championship game. Um, you know, he's going to lead a team to a regular season ACC title, depending on how the rest of the season unfolds. I still think they can be a one seed come Selection Sunday, but this is part of this 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 core. They're going to have as complex a legacy to remember because. They effectively retired Roy Williams. They missed the NCAA tournament, but sandwiched between that was a great run to a Final Four. And if this year, like, if they get to at least these, the, the uh, an Elite Eight, how do you not look back on uh, R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott and not think positively? Like, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just, that's just where I am. They flame out in the first weekend – their legacy gets more complex, but I think right now it's going to be a positive one when it, when it does officially come to an end.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point as well. Walker, did you have something else? No. Okay. No, that was it.
1: Right.
0: I, the, I guess the other, only other point I would make is it feels weird that Baycott is not going to have his jersey in the Raptors. But, we had this combo last year, <laughs> and RJ is going to have it happen. It's just, it, I would not have guessed that if we were to go to the end of each of these guys' sophomore campaigns. Yeah. I would have said Armando would be that guy, but instead it's going to be RJ.
1: I will say this. It's not officially official, but let's just say there's Armando doesn't meet the initial criteria. Carolina's willing to do some things to make sure his jersey is in the Raptors like they did with George Lynch. Uh, who, who wasn't going to have his jersey on her, but they mended some of their criteria for his jersey to be in the Raptors they're going to do the same for Armando
2: All right, ACC action tonight, four games slate for you, Virginia Tech and Syracuse Pittsburgh and Clemson, Wake Forest and Notre Dame NC State and Florida State and so when we take a look at this Wake Forest matchup, Wake is 8-8 all-time against Notre Dame. They've won three straight matchups over Notre Dame over the past two seasons. And as of Monday, Wake Forest is top 25 in both net rankings at 25 and Kempom at 19. Wake Forest is in the top 35 in offensive efficiency, the 22nd there, and defensive efficiency, 34th, joining Duke and Carolina as the only ACC teams with those metrics. And then Hunter Salas, who we talked about just a little bit ago in his last five games, he's averaging 23 points, five rebounds, three assists, and shooting 67% from three-point territory. Do we see any way that Notre Dame is able to upset Wake Forest tonight?
0: If Wake Forest had this kind of letdown after beating Duke... It'd then <laughs> it would be terrible i i feel like this one would last maybe not as long as a super bowl loss for you Wes, but it would be pretty painful to endure yeah, it would be um, it would be uh, you you can't you can't do that if you're wake Forest. so no i i'm gonna give steve forbes i'm gonna give this wake team the benefit of the doubt even if it is in south bend Wake Forest coming in as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, so perhaps you'd like a little more cushion than just a six, seven-point win. I still think Wake Forest is going to be able to get the job done. I
2: think so, too. Let's hear from Coach Steve Forbes on why he's taken issue with Joe Lenardi recently.
3: Joe Lenardi has made a living predicting the NCAA tournament. He's made a career out of it. Good for him. I'm not mad at him. (laughs) It's not like I don't like him. I don't even know him. I've never even had a conversation with him. The issue that I had was a comment that he made a year ago when he explicitly said that Moses Wright, Alondas Williams, and Isaiah Wong were the last three players of the year compared to Zion, Bagley, and Brogdon. And I'm like, and then he said basically, if if we're going to complain, we just try to get back to having the best players. I just didn't think that was right. And that was really wrong. First of all, it's disrespectful to those three kids because being a player of the year, I didn't realize that was a prerequisite to having a great league or having a, having a tur- tournament resume or getting a seed. And quite frankly, he, he neglected to say when Moses Wright got uh, player of the year, he led his team to the ACC championship tournament championship, got COVID, didn't get to play in the tournament. But the number four pick in the draft in our league was Scotty Barnes. Okay, now you go the next year, he's going to say that about Londis? When Paolo Bancaro was the number one pick in the draft. We had three first team NBA picks that made second team all ACC Wesley, Laravia for us, and Wendell Moore. Then we had a third team all ACC player, Mark Williams, who was a first round pick. And we had another ACC player that didn't even make all league that was a first round pick, AJ Griffin. We had two teams playing in the Final Four, one team playing in the lead Eight, and one team play for the National Championship. That's not a down league. And that was a disrespectful thing to say. And Man, my man,
2: Coach Forbes, had receipt right there, and I agree uh, with everything he said, which, uh, real quick, too, shout-out to Alondis Williams getting it done in the G League and getting that call up it's to the, the Miami Heat. He, he's been lighting it up in the G League. So I've been happy for old man, man. But uh, that's his nickname. But, it's a uh, great nickname. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with him 100%, man. And it's like uh, the ACC is like the SEC – in football, we know the dominance that the ACC has had in this tournament, even in years when it's been quote-unquote down. Still had multiple teams in the Sweet 16, in the Elite 8, and teams making the Final Four. But I don't know why at this point the ACC ever gets questioned on the merits of their basketball.
0: That was a disorienting amount of facts that Steve Forbes just brought to the podium where he kept hitting me and hitting me, and just when I thought I was going to be able to get up, he makes sure I'm on the ground See again. another shot. Bang! AJ Griffin, Scotty Barnes, Mark Williams, Blake Wesley, that was amazing. All of the talent that he showcased and the fact that that talent wasn't good enough to win player of the year. And so it's weird because it's almost like if we want to benefit the conference in question then do we need to uplift somebody based off of nba talent projection over some of these guys that are actually performing in the college game no it's totally different it's totally different when you're trying to project who can play in the nba a lot of times you're picking based off of potential it doesn't mean you were extremely productive at the college level you're picking a lot off of potential and when you're talking about a guy like Paolo. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more wealth to be spread around, right? Like you're talking about other high-talented recruits, where Wake Forest is here in the transfer portal. Don't take anything away from Alonzo Williams. You just have more talent on those Duke teams. So I think Steve Forbes is bringing great points to the table, and then you know even if he doesn't know Joe Lenardi and he's saying he doesn't hate him, he did a great job at fighting him with all of those facts that he brought.
2: And isn't good for you a kind of way to slight people when you want to say something but you don't want to be too harsh
0: about it. You so you're doing this good for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> that means that means I don't know how you figured it out, but I can see it's BS, and you've managed to uh, uh, you've managed to lie to everybody else on the fact that it is BS.